Welcome to OceanFit's Onshore Podcast, where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle, and passion for the offshore. In this episode, I met up with the Bagara Ocean Swimming Group, who swim weekly out of Bagara, a beautiful coastal suburb east of Bundaberg. Here at Bagara Beach, we're with Dave, Andy, George and Wayne. Been for a beautiful, probably looked like about 2k swim. I didn't get in this time. It was uh, Jill's turn to swim. George is the founder of, I don't even know the name. We don't even have a name. We don't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> Just the generic Bagara Ocean Swimming Group. That's, that's <laughs> us, yeah. George, a uh, beautiful part of the world here. This is the furthest north. I've been before, and you've got a beautiful location for ocean swimming. So how did it all kick off? Well, Andre, it probably really kicked off when three of us uh, finished work at the same stage, and um, after lifetimes of swimming in pools, decided it would be a nice time to transfer to the ocean. So uh, there were three of us who started regularly, and others just came along as they came along. So uh, lots of people commented on those lunatics out in the ocean. And then other people came along and said, uh, can we join you lunatics? And um, it's gone from there. So uh, some of us compete in events from time to time, but most of us just do it because we love it. And it's very low key. One of our, one of our, I won't call him a member, but he says that if we ever have a constitution and a president, He's out of here. It's the best. Pre- it's the best club he's never been. <laughs> we do hear that regularly up the coast, especially people that have come from surf life saving and other clubs that where politics seem to rule. Why don't you think there was an ocean swimming scene before you kicked it off? Well, I think there were plenty of people who swam in the ocean, but they did it individually, and um, the surf club guys, especially there's a one of the clubbies here trains a lot of the kids and does a great job with them, but they were really focused on life-saving type events, so just for the sheer pleasure of swimming in the ocean rather than in chlorine, um, people did it invi- individually, so it um, really provided a, a magnet that drew lots of folk out, including these three larrikins. <laughs> Dave, why do you think swimming in a group is so magical? Well, Andre, I suppose I uh, I always prided myself on being a good pool swimmer when I was a young fellow. I lived in Western New South Wales and up and down the Black Line. And when I gave swimming away when I was about seventeen, and uh, never swam ever since. But always, you know, believed that I was yeah up there even. Uh, when I was 40, 50, 60, I could still swim, sort of, when you go away on, on holidays to the coast. Once a swimmer, always a swimmer. Yeah, I always well, say, <laughs> if you've done the, the thousands and thousands of laps. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, I we moved over to Bagara and, uh, for a lifestyle change, and uh, I had uh, major back surgery. And, one of the, and uh, being a diabetic, I went to the local podiatrist here. God bless him, he uh, passed away. And... Uh, he said to me, I said, where have you been, Ross? And he said, swimming. And it was around about this time of the year. And I said, you're bloody mad. And he said, no, no. He said, it's good. You're welcome to join us. And I went home and I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to go and join those blokes that are swimming down there. 
And so I went down there and I, I always say I went down there looking like uh, Rock Hudson. I, <laughs> I couldn't make the difference. Always. <laughs> couldn't swim to the first grind. I slid out, which was only about 150 metres, and I turned around and came back looking like Norman Gunston. I thought, oh, my jeez, you know. So your whole life you thought you would be able to jump in there and just... Yeah, yeah, just go, yeah, take off where I left (laughs) off when I was 16, but I forgot I was about 64 at the time. And I've been swimming now for for three years, and, like, like, there was no way in the world that I'd ever dreamed that I'd be swimming 2K swims, and and I've swam in a few competitive swims like... uh, down at Coolangatta with Michael Quim and those fellas. And, and and the thing I like about it is, as I say, once a swimmer, always a swimmer, and everyone's got a, you know, they've just got that passion for it. And that's not a, a brutal sport. So it's not a brutal sport by any means, but we do have a couple of blokes that like to bump us and get, you know, I don't know if they're trying to hold our hands or kisses or that, but anyway, we're all good mates at the end of the day. Yeah, it's lovely. And, yeah, it's great. I think that's one of the things that everybody improves and, and a lot of people have come to it and been very apprehensive about getting into the ocean. Uh, there's absolute and utter paranoia about those large finned creatures and um, it's amazing that, that people overcome their fears so quickly but they do have to do that. And we did have one fellow who had a panic attack one morning and uh, to his credit, uh, one of our guys talked him down and sat with him and just talked him through it and he had a, a triathlon goal he'd set for himself and he had to master open water swimming. Anyway, he came back and persevered and did it and was very grateful for having having achieved it. So um, lots of people approach it with fear and trepidation but it's a great confidence builder. And that's what group swimming's so good at, isn't it? Helping with anxiety and, you know, the... Yeah. The, the power of the group and feeling like you're not alone out there. Yeah. You talk about getting bumped by swimmers and by our finned friends, but to be honest, when we were driving up here, we were more thinking the, uh, well, it's the elephant in the room, while the, the crocodile in the room. Like, what's, <laughs> We were more worried about crocodiles. <laughs> Thankfully, we've seen none of them, but... Um, they are south of us. They're in the Mary River and well recorded down there. So um, they uh, have migrated southwards and with warming oceans, we hope to never encounter any here, but um, we will keep our eyes open. <laughs> Andy, this is a question for you. If you had to be taken by something in the ocean, would it be a croc or a shark? I'd go with a shark. But I'd hate to be run over by a double decker bus in George Street, Sydney, on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, which does happen. Infinitely yeah. more preferable. To I've, had a, I've had a workmate when I was living in uh, Sydney and working in the city who got fined for being on his phone walking across the road. Yes, jaywalking. Uh, it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, I retired three years ago, just like Dave. I could swim 100 metres. Now I'm swimming five kilometres. Stay fit, stay alive, live longer. That's my motto. Just love it. And just forget about anything else out there. Yeah. Yes, it's good therapy for all of us. It is, yeah. Yeah. And the camaraderie um, that goes with it is outstanding. Um, The other thing that's really been a feature is the number of people that we've met from different places. So we've had uh, people passing through on their way to triathlon events who've called in, who've become long-term friends who we hear from from time to time. So 
from as far north as Townsville and as far south as Terrigal. So um, it's a pretty broad church, Ocean Swimming, and um, it's great to keep contact with lots of those people. So a few years ago, um, the first time I'd ever swum in an event was at Byron Bay, and I met school friends that I hadn't seen for 40 years. So um, um, had it not been for Ocean Swimming, I wouldn't have seen them again. So that's pretty special. G'day, kia ora. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about OceanFit. Back in 2009, OceanFit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi Beach. But now, we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia, and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our Swim Scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events. Escape with us on a wet and wild weekend or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. You did tell me before that usually there's a bit more of a social scene after a swim. I missed out on beers and prawns, barbecue. <laughs> You're supposed to lay out the red carpet when we come. Yeah, we we know that, mate, but uh, you've got to come back this way, haven't you? <laughs> we do. What, what are those – What are those social, what's the social scene like outside of the water? Well, really it's just related to the swimming. So, so normally we, we have coffee. Most, most after most swims, but um, for all sorts of reasons, as diverse as the birthday of an old Labrador or all sorts of other things like that, our, our mascot, um, we, we find excuses for barbecues, occasionally birthdays or um, beer and prawn mornings, or we have been known to have oysters and champagne on other mornings, so whatever, whatever takes our fancy at the particular time. And sometimes just to celebrate life because we haven't done it for a good while. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll let you know when we're coming back through. <laughs> when you're coming back, coming back well, when you're coming back through, mate, we will roll out the red carpet. There's just another little interesting thing that I got a, a real lot of uh, satisfaction out of. I've got a grandson and he's um, he's 17, and uh, he refers to these guys as the lads. <laughs> and he, when he comes up from Brisbane, he swims with us. And he really loves it, and uh, yeah, and he just says, said to me one day we were down here and we got out of the water, and it was reasonably cool. And he said, "You know what, Popper?" He said, "I know why you do this now." He said, "You feel really good after when you get out of the water." And I thought, well, that coming from a seventeen-year-old, that's that's pretty good, eh? There's not too many uh, grandfathers and grandsons and that. And George swims with his son, and and that. So yeah, it's good when you can do that type of thing. Yeah, if you can pass on one thing to a teenage boy right now, it would be keep yourself fit and yeah. get out in nature. Keep, That's right. Keep, yeah, keep especially fit. the aquatic part thereof. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have too many ocean swimming groups up in northern Queensland. What what do we call it? Is this northern North Queensland? Oh, it's uh, really we're, we're, we're in transition land here. So we're at the northern end of southeast Queensland and we're at the southern end of central Queensland. So... In all sorts of ways, this is a in-between zone. 
And so what does that mean for the weather and water conditions throughout the year? It's pretty pretty mild. So uh, this this area is noted for its mild climate, but in terms of the water, um, our water does get pretty cool in, in wintertime here, so it gets as, as cool as 17 degrees, which for us is... It's all relative. Is, is, <laughs> is neoprene time. <laughs> but, um, I was shocked to see everyone wearing wetsuits this morning, even one of the ladies in booties. Yeah. Well, and Jules was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> What have we missed here? Well, we are Queenslanders now. Our blood is thin and some of us don't have that much insulation. So we have to have neoprene insulation to, to make up for it. And so it's kind of 17 degrees now. Was that what it was like in the water? I reckon it would be pretty close to 17 yeah, at present. Yeah, 17. And then, yeah. and then what does it get up to in the summer? Oh, 20s, low 20s. Yeah, low 20s, probably 20, 23, 24. Oh, so it's yeah. still very much like what I would expect in Sydney, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, Really quite pleasant. Although you say that, I uh, I swam with the the mob at Manly a few years ago when I was down there for a conference, and uh, I only had togs, and I shivered for an entire day after a swim with the bold and beautiful in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was bloody freezing. The size of the group here over throughout the year does it kind of expand and contract depending on conditions or whoever is visiting well it does um we we really never know how many people are going to be here on a saturday i think probably 20 20 plus is as many as we've had but it's not a consistent 20 so it just depends on who's not away or doing something else or who's as you say who's visiting so it's a real floating population yeah. yeah, during the week it can be as low as three, <laughs> down to one. <laughs> Swam solo a couple of mornings. Yeah. Saturday's our main day, but during the week, um, those of us blessed with retirement or plenty of free time, um, swim a couple of times as well. And today we met, first of all, at the boat ramp, which seems to be kind of HQ, and then but we moved south. So you've got quite good options here but how do you decide where you're going to swim our options are usually determined by the wind direction so when the wind's blowing from the north we come to kelly's beach uh, which is a south facing beach and the opposite is true when we get a southerly so generally at this time of the year the winds from the south or the southwest which creates beautiful smooth conditions and um, usually gives us our clearest water of the year and our other northern track has um, plenty of coral along it as well, so there's plenty of distraction when you're swimming. You can watch the coral and see a few sea snakes mm. and occasionally a turtle. And and uh, often we're greeted by dolphins, but there were none today, but um, often they're there when we first get Yeah, we spotted two. them down we by the surf club on the way down. As well. Oh, yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. More whales during the migration. Yeah. 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 You see the spouts. And, no, it's, it's beautiful up there. They're, like People don't realise how... How, how much coral's up there and, and and some of it's pretty healthy too regardless of what a lot of people say isn't it? Yeah it is It is good and I think that the coral here does well because the water temperature stays relatively cool so we don't see the evidence of bleaching and they're not extensive corals but um, they're in pretty good shape at present mm. and the fish the fish are great there's I've had it and a couple of other guys have had it. We've had a little pilot fish, well, what we call a little pilot fish, and they're a little yellow and black striped fish. 
naked underneath your underneath your breast as you're swimming, and so no you're swimming way. along. <laughs> Yeah, and you see sw- that when they're swimming with you know big sharks and yeah, whales yeah, and things yeah, like that. You've yeah. had that happen to you. Yeah, I've had yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few of us have had it happen to us. So we've got those little critters and they're underneath. And then when we swim back into the boat ramp, it's more or less saying bye bye Nemo. They'll follow you, and it's like for five or six hundred meters they'll follow you. Yeah, they'll tuck in underneath you and. Yeah, when I first heard about it, I thought, "Oh, geez, they're mad these ones." But, I would have said, "Nah, you just pull in my yeah, leg." No, it's oh, no, true. It ha- it's true. It happens. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind yeah. of thing that would keep me in the water longer. I'd have the little thing there, and I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, I'll keep yeah. going for you." Yeah. Well, the problem is you end up cross-eyed because you're <laughs> just in front of your field of vision, <laughs> and um, you know the skeptics. We're all skeptics to start with until it happens, and then uh, then we're converts. We know that it does happen, and it is, it's pretty special. All you need now yeah. is some sucker fish that come in and start cleaning your dish. You just you do what the whales do. You go like vertical in the water and let them all kind of come and yeah. suck all the. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the gruesome stuff. Yeah, also. one bloke said, I've seen six blokes and a whale out there the other day, so we said it was Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go sticking with the swimming creatures because especially for people south and south, 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 as they come north, they always worry, you know, we talked about crocs and sharks and that, but that kind of, as they are. Stingers? What's the stinger scene here if people are coming to Bagara to swim? We, um, during the summer months, when the northeasterlies blow, uh, we have our usual crop of blue bottles. Uh, touch wood. To date, we haven't had any irukandjis, even though there have been plenty of stings on the western side of Fraser Island in recent years. So um, there's a bit of a concern that with warming waters, they're going to be heading further south as well. But uh, at present, our, our worst offenders are the blue bottles and um, um, the odd sea lice. Well, that's right, yeah, sea yeah, lice. Get uh, them anyway. But they, they turn up at any time of the year. But um, yeah, we're, we're fairly fortunate in that regard too. So, yeah. uh, so you very much are in a fringe location, aren't you? You've, oh, you've got mainly kind of southern problems like blue bottles and mm, sea lice and yeah. bits yeah. and pieces, and you don't. Quite have the northern problems, exactly like the stingers and the crops, yeah, and crops, and crops yeah. And yeah. stuff, and yeah. Yeah. paradise, paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is that, it is yeah. that. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we swim? Um, well, we could all say it's for the exercise and to feel fitter, but I think for many of us, it's it's. Uh, almost a meditative sort of thing. Um, you can get into the ocean with problems on your mind and um, get out of it with solutions. So uh, I think it's it's more than just the physical side of it. And uh, for many of us, it's been lots and lots of years and we're hoping for lots and lots more. But that's my perspective. When we, when we crack at the right time of day, we get a sunrise. It's a good way to start your day. A fantastic way to get out of bed. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I uh, I honestly think that you know, like, like with it, like for myself, that um, I think a lot while I'm swimming, and uh, and it, when you get out, 
it's just one of those ones you've got no interruptions. You've got no one talking to you that you can hear. So you just the mind's just ticking over, and when you get out there, and then when you go home, you yeah, I'll, I'll do that and I'll do this. And then I was in Tasmania earlier this year, and uh, there was an old bloke down there, and he was a master swim coach, and he was actually a, a ocean swimmer, and he had a few things. And this is funny. And he's about 82, and he said to me, he said, I said, how you going, mate? He was out fixing his mailbox up. I said, hey, leave that bloody mailbox alone. He said, it's mine. I said, no, it's not yours. He said, yes, it is. Anyway, we got out anyway. He came over and he said to me, he said, oh, he said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, we're just having a bit of a look. He said, where you come from? I said, Queensland. That. So anyway, one word led to the other. And the next minute he said to me, he said, you know what? He said, you've got the worst posture I've ever seen on a bloke. You talk about getting deflated. <laughs> went bang. <laughs> anyway, he said, I want to show you something. He said, Lee, he stood out and he put his hand up and I had to put my chest up against his hand. And he said, now start stroking. And he said, I'll show you where the swim. And I've been putting that in and I've been thinking of that. I think of that old guy every day I swim <laughs> since I've been home. And I've put it to use. And then a lot of that stuff's just coming into play now. And he's made me a little bit better than what I was. And I reckon that was great, you know. You don't get that all the time, do you? No. An 80, 82-year-old bloke holding me up and I thought, holy jeez, if he drops me, I'm in trouble. <laughs> he said, trust me, I won't drop you. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good people in that. Good people, I reckon, in a lot of these groups. Right throughout. And look, we... Like all groups, we've got a big range in abilities and uh, we have some gun swimmers who provide plenty of tips so we all get to improve as a consequence of listening and practising and and taking it on. So whilst most of us aren't driven by competition or beating the clock, um, we still like to beat one another. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bugger, George, when you come last. (laughs) That's right. It's... um, as, as as we often say, it's not a race until we all get in the water. <laughs> oh, I can I can see you guys in your eighties still doing this, and Dave will be there putting his hand on chests and getting people to <laughs> sort their posture out, <laughs> passing on his wisdom yeah. from Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thanks yeah. so much for um, letting us swim with you and for being a part of this podcast. Uh, it's been great. Just go and have a coffee. It's been wonderful to welcome you and Jules, and uh, we hope to see you again on your return leg. Brilliant. And we'll, we'll bung on a Barbie. Yes, oh, yeah. that's right. Have you got those sweet potatoes for me, though? I'll, I'll get them, mate. I'll get them. We might even see if we can put you on a, on the front page of a sweet spud box. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andre. See you. Thank you, Andre.